Welcome to another episode of Mike's Perspectives. This is episode three of season two. I'm your host, Mike. And I'm your co-host, Shay. And we have our guest for the day, um, my boy David. Um, later on, you're going to hear from my boy Frank. He's the rapper, but we are starting off with the poetry part portion first. So, Dave, what's good, man? Hey, man. What's up, man? Um, appreciate you coming on. Um, if anybody don't remember, um, Dave was on the Black Lives Matter um, episode from the first season, which was absolutely great. And let me let me stay out there right now. David, thank you for being patient with Black Widow. <laughs> because I swear you couldn't get your point across, even though I know you didn't mind. Yeah, it's all good, man. We all have a message to say, bro. <laughs> Well, so let's talk about what's happened recently, uh, which was um, earlier this week, um, the explosion in Lebanon, um, which was we don't we don't know it was a terrorist act. At least I don't I don't believe it's been stated yet. But um, you know, just gotta pray for Lebanon because it, it, uh, a lot of people died and a lot of people was injured. Yeah, it's a tough situation out there. They've been dealing with a lot of issues for a number of years now, actually. Um, did you see what happened in the news with uh, with their protesting? No, no, what's going on? Yeah, they're starting to rise up and like they want a, a regime change. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I guess I will understand that because they 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 should. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on there that I mean, same sh- almost same shit here, right? But not really. At least yeah. we at least we not going through it. Lebanon is well, I mean, their situation is so bad that their army, their their whole like infrastructure, they're not coming to help out people in the streets. Like people are doing their own thing, cleaning up, and you know, the whatever emergency services they have there, they're overwhelmed. Obviously, you know, um, with coronavirus and you know now this, it's it's crazy. But apparently, they've been going through some financial issues for years, like corruption. Um, the the prime minister of um, France was there. And he was saying, like, listen, we'll give you guys aid, but you got to stop with the corruption. So wow. it's a tight position for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Did the bombing um, cause the protest? I think the bombing was like the extreme needle in the haystack. Okay. Because I think they've been going through this, these issues of, like, you know, not good rules and corruption over there for at least over a decade, you know. Um, and then now with the coronavirus the bomb was well we don't know if it's a bomb but the explosion was um kind of a tipping point for the people you know um there's a lot of news reports out there saying that it was really incompetence on the behalf of of the government Mm -hmm. and i hope they don't like you know just to throw throw cover off of them like lie about it because that would cause even more conflict in the region and a lot of people died a lot of people got hurt man yeah yes i hope everybody recovers man i can't even imagine that exactly Exactly. I, I, um, I'm praying for the best for Lebanon. Yeah. So um, let's get into what this um, episode is about. And uh, we're going to concentrate on um, poetry and music. All right. Um, you being a poet, you've been, how long have you been writing poetry? Wow, since uh, the third grade, I'm going to say. Third grade, wow. Yeah, it's been it's been a long. Time. I was actually in the news in the, at third grade. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this was before there was an opportunity to like record stuff, and I forgot what channel, but it was like a local channel that we're you know like just you know picking up on kids and like in the arts or whatever. So I, I wrote a, a poem about losing a baseball game, 
Okay. And it was very, very emotional and passionate. And when I <laughs> when I presented it, I like I even acted with the tears and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's how you, yeah, you sell, so, it, sell the hell out of yeah, it. Yeah, man. Everybody loved it, man. So yeah, they did a news news thing about me. Um, that was exciting. That was exciting. Listen, that that just seemed pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, but um, I would say that my poetry really got serious when I was about 15, 16 years old. Okay. Um, very political. Very political. Right. So, At 15, 16? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, where, where I come from, it's, it's hard, you know? Okay. So it's, you don't want to find a scapegoat, but you want to try to figure out what is it that's wrong with this yeah. picture here. You know, being raised in the hood in the South Bronx, it's a hard time, man, you know? So having that... Um, that knowledge, you know, that it's really the system that keeps us down. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what empowers you, I feel like. Yeah. Um, so, do you remember what was the name of your first poetry that you ever wrote, like, at the age of 15? That when you started really getting serious about it? Uh, damn, the first poem at the age of 15, 16. Yeah, I do, actually. And uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. That was such a long time ago. But I do remember the vocabulary was just so, like, <laughs> so hood, man. <laughs> and I love it. I love it because I look back at my life and I'm like, man, I've come a long ways. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I compare my writing to then. And, you know, the same style is there of, like, you know, painting a picture in someone's mind. But, um, you know, the context is different now. Okay. So, so and you've been, um, we all around the same age, I believe, in our, in our 30s. So. Yeah. And so you've been writing for like up to like 15, 16 years, heavy. Yeah, you know? yeah, about. And, and with everything that's going on in the world, I know that has found, you have found even more of a passion in putting it out there. Sure. And especially with the Black Lives Matters, like, if y'all heard the first episode, um, David really did bring some, um, a lot of different perspectives that we didn't even know about the whole um, police force and. And that that really brought light to light a lot of things that we didn't know about um, systematic um, racism. Yeah, I learned a lot that day too from you guys, man. It was it was a really good uh, building moment for us, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to do the the next episode when I actually did find two cops who um, going to remain anonymous, but they are going to come on and they're going to. I think, my yeah. story. So I think it's always good to get a cop's perspective. Of course. Because, you know, me knowing them personally, I know how they are, but other people should hear what these people are about. Yeah, so. I mean, every, everybody has a story. I totally agree to that. I think uh, it's a challenge on both sides. And um, to not recognize that would just keep us in the same place, you know? Um, so I think it's great that you're going to have the other perspective. Yeah. Hopefully we could learn more so that way we can come together, man. Well, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. so, it sounds pretty kumbaya, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but fuck it, man. Isn't that what it's about? It, of course. Yeah, man. So you 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 also listen to music and stuff like that. So sure. they are they always was a, a, a saying that Tupac was a poet, Biggie was a rapper. Yeah. What do you say about that? Mm, I think all forms of hip-hop are poetry, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think they had two different styles. They came from two different regions of the country, yeah. both hood, but just different kinds. They had, yeah. they had similar stories, but their own paint strokes to the story. Oh, yes. You know? Absolutely. So 
I think Biggie is a poet, you know, I, I think uh, Jay-Z is a poet, you know, um, you know, the, the message resonates to different people, yeah. you know, um, differently. And that I feel like is the hallmark of a poet. Yeah. What yeah. about Carrie Underwood? Carrie Underwood? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah, she's a poet too, right? Yeah. Any musician I, is a poet. I say, I say, <laughs> you know, she, she love her. her oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. That's what's up. I really do. I can see you rocking out to that. Ugh. Do you put like the ten gallon hat on, like with the boots? No. Yeah, I get all into it. Why did you change your accent with that? Western cowboy. <laughs> That's it. I wasn't going for that. Yeah, no, man. Um, yeah, all forms of music. Well, you know, I think there are some exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Well, well I mean, not this, this not this generation no, of, of rap music, no, but. No. I do think um, music and poetry do go hand in hand. So, to, you know, I think it's difficult for us to gauge this generation, right? Mm -hmm. I obviously have my opinion about, you know, this type of music nowadays. But I wonder if that's, like, because we're, we're older. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we've had the experience of um, being able to listen to, you know, Biggie and Tupac and Jay-Z yeah. at their primes. You know what I mean? Um, and a lot of these kids, they don't even remember some of these rappers that like mm -hmm. contributed to the game. You yeah, know? yeah, it's it's definitely because the, these rappers ain't shit. Mm. I'm gonna say I can't stand today's music. Yeah. It sucks, sucks to me. But you don't. I get more hype when I hear the old school music come on. Yeah, because I was like, yo, this is my Bird. shit. And then yeah. like the younger the younger people I'm around, they like, damn, you mad old? But it's like. <laughs> Yo, this is actually good music, not yeah. the shit that you're listening to yeah. now. Here are the lyrics. I mean, like, it takes a poet for someone to not just rhyme two words together. Like, mm -hmm. you're trying to paint a picture in somebody's yeah. mind, you know? Try to, like, see if, even if you can't relate, at least they can see what you see, you yes. know? Yes. Experience what you experienced. You know, I, what happened to the rappers like most deaf? Oh, conscious. Yeah. And, you know, those guys who just lyrically was just amazing and people people don't like that type of music these days okay um even some back in the days because i had listened to these guys and they they speak on some real shit they okay. were speaking on stuff like this before um rappers are speaking about it now yeah so i actually believe that like there there is an intentional movement to try to water down hip-hop because hip-hop isn't just music it's it's culture as well exactly right? Um, and to not have a message in the music, it's easier to brainwash people, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Into thinking that life is about like, you know, having the latest this and the Gucci that and the Ferrari or whatever. Yeah. And not realizing like, yo, that's actually very difficult to obtain, you know? Yeah. 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 Or sexualizing women. And I mean, we also have female rappers now doing it as well, but. Yeah, and true. you know, sex sells, you know, like yeah, they're trying to make true. money. I, I'm not mad at them, but it's. It's just difficult to try to lump them in with like you know a Tupac and yeah. a Biggie and a Jay Z because like yeah it is hip hop but like is it like quality hip hop you know I think that's the question because I'm pretty sure there's some trap music out there that's phenomenal yeah. you know um, but I feel like it's like it's covered by uh, by all the nonsense music I mean you know back in the day hip hop you know we had some nonsense music you yeah, look at yeah. Three Six Mafia you know what yeah, I mean yeah, like yeah, Yin Yang Twins like that. <laughs> That was some crazy music, no, no, right? No, no. Exactly. <laughs> but that wasn't the mainstay. That that was just like a subsection of hip hop. 
Yes. You know, I feel like trap music now has become like hip hop in general. And it shouldn't be like that, you no. know. You, you gotta, you gotta remember the the people that paved the way. That's that's how I, how I feel about that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, I hear that. I hear that. So with um, the with poetry, who who did you look up to? Like, what was the famous poets that you like? You know, they or or non-favorite poets that you okay. really like? So there's actually you know a couple, and I think it changes over time. You know. Um, the more you learn about uh, what poetry is, like the, the tools that they use to like make you know things not only rhyme, but there's always there's always like a melody to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so initially, like my favorite poet was actually Maya Angelou. I know like everybody, she's very famous, yes. but she has phenomenal work. You know, um, Langston Hughes, he had great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was growing up, you know, like we had the the opportunity to like get into like uh, like black literature, you know, and for me, that was such a treat, you know, I, I never had an opportunity before that. So, um, yeah, but I think it changed over time. So I started reading a little bit of, uh, Robert Frost. Um, he's the guy that came up with the poem, uh, the, the path, um, less taken, the road less taken. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a very famous poem, highly recommended, but nowadays I actually try to follow more contemporary poets because like I, I'm eventually gonna start slamming. Oh, oh yeah, nice. yeah. Okay. Um, hopefully, you know, they start opening that up. You know, with coronavirus the way it is, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a challenge, but um, yeah. So, uh, people like uh, Elizabeth Acevedo, she's a she's a phenomenal uh, poet and author, and she's like on a book tour, and uh, she's from uh, I think she's from the Heights. And the South Bronx. Okay. So a lot of her poetry reflects like Afro Latina, like women, you know, empowering oh, them. Right. Yeah. She, she caters yeah. to like, uh, like, like young, you know, Latin women and, you know, people of color in general. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely great. I had a chance to actually meet her. You know, she's super warm, super cool. Um, there's another one named um, RYP. She just came out with a book, and it's uh, The Convolution of Emotions. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. She's a phenomenal poet. Um, and, um, Francisco, I forgot his name. He's a black poet. Um, something Francisco. I'll get the name for you. Okay. But he is a great, um, particularly with love poetry. Okay. Yeah. He's really good, man. You're going to have to get all this information and put it on. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. man. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. So people could go out there and check out their work. Yeah. Um, and also once you start slamming, we want people to go out there and yeah. check you out. Absolutely, and man. And that, that would be great because, and us personally, me and Shay will be there to, to listen to it. Yeah, also. yeah. Also I, w- I would also say some of those, some <laughs> of those, <laughs> some of those poets that, uh, that I follow now, they're always doing something for the community. Like, for example, Elizabeth Acevedo, she does stuff for like, you know, uh, Washington Heights, South Bronx area, where she gives back her time to, to like, read to younger people. Um, nice. uh, RYP, she's getting into, like, the mental health thing to, like, promote it, to try to, like, make you more aware, like, hey, this is important. Yeah. Not just for, like, uh, like people in general, but, like, people of color, you yes. know, because we don't we don't really take that shit serious, no, man. Yeah. We, really we need to, bro. Because we just used to think that, um, especially with mental health, mm-hmm. uh, mental health, we just thought that, you know, like, nah, that person is crazy. When there's a lot more to it sure. than, mm-hmm. than that, you know, depression is a real thing. It's like there's there's something really that you see insurances now 
are given help for mental health. They're given they, what? They're given, um, you get, now they have, um, in our insurance, we have um, assistance. Go assistance for um, mental health. Mm. Because we, we never had that before. Oh, okay. And it really changed. So if anybody was um, experienced depression yeah. or any other forms of mental health. Yeah, man, that's great. They, they now, now insurances are covering it, which is really good. Yeah, yeah. I hope more changes come because... Everybody needs a little of that medicine, yeah, man. That's, I, that's exactly I, what it is, medicine. I think me and Shay, we, we spoke about this before, that um, we are strong out against that. All people should just go to therapy just to, you know, it cleanses their mind. Yeah. 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 I, I hope that people of color start recognizing it. And I, I think they have. Um, that it's not like a, a negative to no. have somebody to talk to. You no, know what I mean? I always tell everybody, like... Um, if you had like a massive migraine, you go to the doctor, right? And mm -hmm. he'll prescribe you medicine. Well, it's the same thing, man. I mean, you see what's happening with Kanye. You know, like oh. that's, he's an extreme Oof. example yeah. of yeah. like neglected mental health situation. Exactly. You know? um, talented artist, talented artist. But, you know, he let the madness creep in and it's overtaken him, man. And it's, it's heartbreaking to see like, you see it in public and in slow motion and, and, I just wish somebody would like actually help them out. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like that family in general is just not good for anyone because yeah. they suck people it's in say, yeah. Yeah. and so they true. and they cause more issues than not. You know, um, but yeah, man. That's, I mean, Kim is doing good things of getting people out of jail. Who's was, you know, falsely. That's a that's a great thing. I feel like that was a PR stunt. Honestly, it, it, it's it's disingenuous, and for me, it's like I personally. You know, I'm happy that they got that person out. Yes. But how about the other, like, thousands of people that yeah. are blocked up? Like, don't stop here. You know what I mean? But like, if you're about did, this. As much as, like, I dislike that family, uh -huh. it did raise awareness. And it brought a lot of attention to it. You think and, so? Yeah. Okay. Because it got people talking. Obviously, mm. we know that that's an issue. Mm. And the fact that she stepped forward and was fighting for it, it made people like, oh, Kim Kardashian is doing it what's going on with our justices even though we've had this issue there but the fact that she you know she was doing something about it or even if it was just one person but it just brought awareness to it okay okay um yeah i'm happy those people are free but i feel like you either all in or you all out yeah i, I agree that's true that's true um so um so we, we talked about i, I know there's like different there's different forms of poetry sure do you kind of like dabble into like all different forms? Um, there, there are a few forms that I see have written down because this is stuff we learn in school, but we tend to forget. Yeah. So I kind of looked at um, these different forms that you may be. So there's something they call like a blank verse, um, basically poetry written um, with a precise meter. Mm. That, you know, there's obviously rhyme poetry, you know yeah. what that is. Um, it's a free verse, you know, so what, what, what is your form? I freestyle. I don't, oh, okay. so like, I don't follow any particular form. Okay. So like, um, my way of doing poetry is different from everybody else. And the same for every poet is different in their ways. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, uh, a lot of it, I have to stand up and just let the words slip through my mind. I put two things together that you wouldn't think about like putting them together mm -hmm. um and i try to like explain that 
in the best way so that way you get the best image in your head of what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, but I don't follow any particular form. I used to be like a straight, like I have to rhyme everything, yeah. every single line. I think a lot you know of people think that. Yeah, like, yeah. Poetry yeah. is rhyming. No. Right, right. And, you know, there's, there's phenomenal poetry writing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I feel like it's very one lane-ish. You know, like you have to expand, expand and do other That's things. True. No, you're right. Um, so yeah, I free write and then I go and I edit. So, um, but I've been learning about different tools for a while. You know, you go online and there's like over 70 different type of tools, you know, metaphors and similes and onomatopoeias, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a lot of fun when you start using these things, you know? Um, I would say that the poet's best friend is a freaking thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Because there's only but so many ways that you can remember, honestly. So um, that has been a great help. And I would say that anybody, anybody could write poetry. Anybody. You just got to sit down and just write what I, you, you know, think. I dabbled in, in school yeah? when I had to. Okay. I'm not writing no more. <laughs> I just like, oh, okay. That, that was good enough to pass. Okay, well, okay. What, what do you think is poetry, in your opinion? In the end. Obviously, it's a literary art sure. that kind of goes deeper into a metaphorical way of speaking your feelings, mm. at least to me. Okay. Um, I've seen other forms, obviously, that it's, it's just like you, you have the love poems that just, it says, it tells you, so like if you send somebody a love poem, mm. you're, you're like, okay, I can't save the words, so these are the words, so you reading these words that's written down mm. is how I feel for you. Mm. So it kind of gives a more of a deeper meaning. Okay. That's um, my... That's I would I say that, I mean, like, have you ever heard um, Obama speak? Oh, yes. I mean, like, that's poetry. That, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, that it's not, man is like, He may have had a speechwriter, but he delivered it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's, there's a great difference between, like, someone that can recite and someone that can just write, you know? So, you know, Obama also, you know, he makes his changes throughout the speech, and, you know, that's poetry right there, you know? If you just write an idea down, and, you know, you change a couple of words, you know, to something that, how you feel, right? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. um, I'm so hungry, you know, like, I feel like like a shark. If there's blood in the the water, you know, like, I'm just gonna be ravenous, you know what I mean? That's that's a poetry line right there. Yeah. It's simple, you know, but like I'm pretty sure you can think of words. And yeah. if not, th- yo, a thesaurus, bro. Yeah. That's right, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I love writing, man. It's, it's it's a passion of mine. So, with the you know, before we wrap this up with your part with the poetry, um, we actually asked you to, to come on and incite one of your poems that you have written. Yeah. Um, which we're going through in a few. But like going back to everything that's going on in the world, the protests and stuff, um, has most of your poetry been um on that? Like, you know, the protests, the I I've actually had a couple of poems that I, I do have that I, that I'm collecting. Um I, I, so there's a book that I'm coming out with. Um, it's going to be something very brief, kind of like about a pamphlet size. Okay. And it's it's about what's happening now, you know. Oh, okay. Um, I've written a couple things already. Uh, they're up on like on on a blog website, 
and people love it, you know, and, and I'm happy that I can resonate with people, you know, because a lot of my family are, are like blatantly, obviously people of color, you know, mm -hmm. and that's that's a huge reason why, you know, like I support it. I think anybody, any human being should fucking support it. Like, yeah. you know, to ask for like, you're just asking for equal, mm -hmm. not more, just equal. Exactly. Why does that? Why do you feel like that disturbs people? It's because some people have the feeling or notion that they they're superior to mm. other people and they don't want that equality no for me in my opinion it's just i you know coming from a per, i'm a person of color obviously okay. yeah. and you know people of color are not trying to get one up mm. which they if they wanted to they could have right sure. but they just asking for equality mm -hmm. but then you have other people that are like no we can't have that even at a, as something i suppose your workplace sure you know, and even though we try to say like it doesn't, it technically some people say oh racism doesn't exist, mm -hmm. right? And they want to sugarcoat that, sure. but you you see it. Yeah, it's in your everyday life. It's where you're going, your workplace, personal, your friends. Even if you you drive out somewhere outside of your neighborhood and you go somewhere where let's say up, just you know I don't want to name places, but mm -hmm. where there's predominantly. Um, white people mm. you're getting stared at like what are you doing here yeah like this is really not or like you're gonna disturb their peace yeah I mean like I don't understand why we can't just share the same space exactly. you know what I mean um, I think diversity is great exactly. in all regards um, some people don't think so some people just think you know keeping it you know in your lane exactly. that's the way it's supposed to be but yo this is America man we a melting pot so yeah. I'm glad to see the changes that are happening, and I hope that, you know, what's happening around the world with, you know, people standing up and doing their thing, like, keep on pushing, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 and it will, I would love if they finally would arrest um, Breonna Taylor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's just basic. Most people, because that's just, just, that's just like, it's taking way too long for this, way too long. I mean, you know, it's a part of the system, and you know, like I don't think it helps that we have this whole defund the police situation yeah, either. You know, it's it's a challenge. But they gonna come. I, I'm happy they gonna be com you know, coming on talking about that. But I want to say something about that actually. I wish they didn't call it defund the police. Yeah. I wish they would just say invest in our communities, because I can understand why a cop feels like you know his salary is threatened. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, they just have to change the slogan. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I'm going to have those guys talk about it. I'm going to have those guys, because one of them definitely came, gave me a really good perspective of it, and I just like... Yeah, man. I would love to hear that, man. Hear Absolutely. Like, gonna, and I think it's really going to be good. So, come on, man. Like, let's hear it. Okay. Oh. Before you jump in, yeah. I just have a quick question. Sure. So, for let's say for younger listeners okay. that are... Because I know sometimes in communities... Poetry is not really a thing where they're, you know, it's encouraged. Okay. So do you have any words of encouragement to anyone that's thinking of pursuing something like that? Hmm. I would say stay weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're, you know, follow, if you feel like you're following a pack, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, like you, whatever you're feeling, you're like, you're writing, even if it's, you're angry, you know, cause like. Every poet, I think, goes through their emotional things and they write what's on paper. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't have to be for anybody. It could be for yourself. So I would say, you know, stay as strange as possible. Stay curious. Keep on learning. You nice. know, there's so many wonderful poets out there. Um, you know, there are young poets out there, too, that are pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and something that you could be proud of 
later on in life so if you're writing right now keep on writing it doesn't matter what age you are yeah, just yeah. keep on writing man Shay that was probably the best question of the day thank you because that, that was it's really good and because a lot of them do just like oh poetry oh you know yeah. that's gay right <laughs> no it's not it's no. it's it's something that um i think uh it helps us span it help us span young people minds sure yeah sure and, and get you because you know people look down especially on minorities mm -hmm. they look down on us so when we come and hit them with shit like this they like oh Okay. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Let them let them understand the message in a more uh, artistic way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So before you um cite your um your poem, um can you give us um where people could go check out your work? Oh yeah. So uh, I have an IG that I just started recently. Uh, it's I guess I could leave it with you and you can just leave put it. it yeah. Put it's it a dot dragon with a J instead of a D. Okay. Dot uh dragon's third I. That's yeah, a long one. it is a long one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. I'll, I'll leave it with you, and then you just let people know. Oh, yeah, man. Great. Appreciate that's that. Great. I can see that, man. Yeah. Ready? All right. So, <clears throat> this poem is called "The Word Never Said." Was it the morning dawn of your smile, filling my head with a full spectrum of oohs and ahs? Was it that walk you spoke with, each step being a word of power, grace, and a sultry sexiness? Was it that time you looked at me and instantly, I felt like a seventh shot of tequila was running through me, somehow giving me the drunken courage and the audacity to smile back? I think it could have been the lullaby that sprang from your lips. That very first time you said, hi. One word to captivate, holding captive my deepest breath. And in that pause, there was a thought that even the gods who crafted such a beauty were like, God damn, I can't believe we're that good. Echoing a song sung in the four chambers of my chest. Composing a symphony so sweet that shit made Cupid jealous. Where your fingers slid and pulled on my heartstrings and I, I became your favorite instrument. Music, that's what I remember most. But sometimes music is just a tease. So I've imagined you as a glass of fine wine where my deepest desires slowly sip on the curvatures of your hips. But sometimes I'm not just thirsty for your most righteous flavors. Your laugh, your smile, and every ounce of your wholesomeness always has my inner fat kid starving for seconds. You see, when I dream, my inner eyelids play reruns of us on all channels of the brain. From the series premiere of our first kiss, to the last episode of a never spoken phrase. And there I remain, a tale without an end. Days to months, months to years, until the day we say, the word never said. Ladies and gentlemen, David Figueroa. Oh, oh my God. That was good. I, it, I like that It's one. hot in here. I know. <laughs> no, no, you guys like, like that, right? I'm like, damn. Like, so the, I'm about to start taking off my face. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the poem is actually a riddle. So um, you guys can figure out what the word is never said is. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, man. Play it back. Check it out, man. Check it out. So... 
that was the first part of my perspective. Dave, thank you for coming. Yeah, on man, appreciate yeah. you, brother. Um, really appreciate thank it. you, Shay. Yeah. And um, we have Frank on the net uh, on the next part. So, y'all just hold on. Hey guys, due to some technical issues, we were unable to get Ramsey, our rapper, on this episode. We will have a part two to poetry and music. I hope you enjoyed this session with David Figueroa, which did an amazing job, by the way. And if you want to check out some of his poetry, you can go to his IG, which will be listed in the description of this episode, along with his favorite poets who he recommended. And make sure y'all um, look out for the next episode, which we're going to have my best friend Jerry and Black Widow on. And it's talking about raising kids in a separate household. And that's a very good episode. So I think y'all are going to like it. We appreciate y'all listening to part one of Poetry and Music. And we're going to check y'all on the next one. Peace. Bye. Subscribe to Mike's Perspective on whatever listening device you're listening to. This episode can be either on Spotify, Anchor, Google, or Apple Podcasts. Remember to follow the podcast on Instagram at mikes.perspective. If you have any suggestions, email us at mikesperspective2020 at gmail.com. Once again, that is mikesperspective2020 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Peace.